0: In the words of the legendary Lou Gellerman, hello, Dog fans, and welcome to the Sound the Siren podcast, because everything matters, including taking time to look back and appreciate the pack uh, and our memories from the Pac-12 era as we, this Saturday, embark on the final conference season of of Husky football in the uh, Pac-12, Pac-10, Pac-8, and what have you. I am joined this evening uh, by Hood, Husky, and... Johnny Tugs. Uh, you will also hear segments and from conversations that I had with about without bow down seventy nine at Utah bolton at M- Mount Mount Fuzzmore in this episode. Uh, but first off, how are you gentlemen doing this evening?
1: Excellent. Go dogs. Doing great. Doing great.
0: So yeah, without uh, without further hesitation or uh, or other topics, we're doing this one as a special episode. Uh, hopefully, the first of many. We're going to uh, hopefully be joined. Down the line by some of our other podcast colleagues, and I'll be reaching out to some other folks to get their thoughts on, on their memories from the Pac-12 era, but uh, uh, Hood, we'll start with you. T- talk to me about, you know, tell us about some of your favorite memories of, of the Pac-12 and Pac-10 era and being a dog fan uh, in this conference.
1: Oh, man, that's tough. There's, there's a ton, and they don't just kind of, you know, tie into football, uh, but just for football, some kind of good and bad, um, obviously... You know, being um, a noob in the game and, uh, you know, dealing with that 0-12, that was wild. You know what I mean? You feel some type of way every week was just on edge. Like, oh, this is going to be this. Is... And the team was extremely talented. So that's the part that kind of sucked. But uh, to not pull on some obvious or some crazy obvious uh, non-football related, um, two names that popped up for me and um, more recent relevant, so people can kind <clears> of <throat> Relate to, but Kelsey Plum and Lorenzo Romar. Yeah, um, those are two names that just popped to my head when it was just speaking about just the legacy of the Pac-12, and in my, in kind of a recent memory, and just with me, um, I'd say coming through elementary to high school, um, and how that uh, really impacted me playing uh, basketball and wanting to, you know, play full court defense. You know, my I always wanted to play full court defense and get steals full court. That was super cool. Um. yeah, so, uh, and then also Kelsey Plum getting the, uh, getting women's, uh, our women's program, I'm not going to say on the map, but taking it to another level, um, very similarly to my final one, uh, the 2016 team just really putting us back on the map, on the national radar, um, regardless of what happened before and what's kind of transpired after that team kind of um, set the tone for uh, the potential of the program moving forward, so, those are just kind of some some of mine.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I will say, I, I mean, we're, I think we're keeping the tone of this episode mostly serious, but I uh, I have to mention it. You know, you bring up 2008 and um, obviously the birth of our podcast and, and some of our Twitter GCs and stuff. Uh, can you imagine a Twitter Spaces from
1: 2008? <laughs> oh, my, oh, my goodness. I cannot... <laughs> I would think that they would win a game based on the pressure from the Twitter spaces.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chugs, how about you? What were some of your favorite memories as a Husky fan during a uh, pack eight, pack 10, pack 12 era, or, or I know in, in you and I's case, it's pack 10, uh, pack 10 era. We don't go back quite that far.
2: Yeah. I would say just, uh, um, just listening to games in the car on the way back from soccer games um not every game was televised back then um just listening to him in the car my dad telling me to be quiet something big was happening and then you know one of my first games i went to was the game that uh cory dillon ran all over san jose state and i was like oh my god this this place is amazing the crowd was going crazy it was huge huge fan tons of fans there and then uh you know, it's the only game in
0: Washington history that exceeded the total offense we put on Michigan State last Saturday.
2: Yep, yep, yep. yep. And then Hood Hood mentioned Romar, and uh, I'll never forget. Like, actually, I was I think I was coming back from work or going to work, and I was listening listening to that game that they were playing Oregon State, and they came back and beat Oregon State. And and I was like, I think Nate Robinson hit a hit a three-pointer from the corner maybe and that flipped that that whole season and uh, they they did a little, you know that was that was unreal like that was that was awesome like that squad was so much fun to watch and then um yeah we just uh you know the locker game against usc that that game was absolutely amazing um even the oh you know the and 12 season that's behind us it sucked but man i was in my early 20s i went to a lot of those games and it was just you know the fact of just hanging out with the boys tailgating you know that's it's still it's still fun and you know what doesn't uh, kill you makes you stronger right
0: <laughs> yeah the, the the husky fan, the, the long suffering husky fan base is proof of that uh, uh, I and I, I definitely agree with you and I think that we're better and able to enjoy some of the good times um, with having experienced some of the not so good times yeah. um, it'd be really fun to be well I mean I think in our you know in in you and I's case I think we 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 our husky fandom started at a time where it was it was a good time to be a dog fan for a long time for sure. Uh, and led to a lot of people that were like, Oh, it's always going to be like this. And it turned out that it's not, but seeing that come back again is, is a, it's pretty, it's a pretty sweet fruit to
2: eat. <laughs> yeah. I also want to give a shout out to Daniel Laurie for, you know, her pitching performances Great call. To, win, yep. to win the Natty. Great call. She's a, she was amazing. I watched all of those games, and it was uh, really fun. And Yep. And uh, e- even going to the softball team this year, that was uh, a pretty amazing run. Super fun to watch.
0: That and, comeback?
2: Yeah, it was awesome. It, it, they're, fun, they're a fun team to watch.
0: Yeah, I vividly remember um, watching us. Watching Danielle close it out against Florida, um, I was living with a buddy, uh, another one of the the Heckhead Hooligans, uh, back in the in the prime of the Heckhead Hooligans era for, for UW women's basketball, um, and both of us, you know, cheersing celebratory beers, and you know, running around the, the living room, screaming our heads off after after the final out. So, uh, did it rival the team's full celebration? No, but we were we were giving it a, a college try. <laughs> Yeah, and, and for my part, you know, and I'll speak more, you know, as we get, you know, later in the year and get into our women's basketball preview and, and stuff like that. I'll talk more about some of my memories from from women's basketball, but certainly, like I can remember going back to you know games in the mid eighties you know, mid eighties, going, you know, and you know the track and being there with family and. I think I saw us unfortunately lose to like Oklahoma state. And I remember games where Kerry Conklin and Chandler were, were our quarterbacks. Um, I believe I I saw Reggie Rogers, you know, in the middle of our D line uh, going all the way back there. You know, I remember um, I think I remember listening to some of the, all I saw was purple game uh, with my parents and we were out and and about on the peninsula at the time, but just so many memories. I, I mean, certainly pac 10 era. Uh, the last time I, I made a trip to Watson uh, was the 42 to 14. Reggie Williams just destroys the Duck secondary game. Uh, going the following year down to Oregon State and seeing Charles Frederick set the um, all purpose yardage record um, in a win over Oregon State. Charles. Um, yeah, I did that, did that trip to, to Oregon State with my dad. Uh, we actually were talking about it this just this past weekend, um, but just so many memories across so many sports. And it really is unfortunate that the landscape of college football and college athletics has changed the way that it has because it's been a special conference to be a part of um, and, you know, in a great thread. And, and I said that we'd hear from him uh, um in this podcast, but but UW-Bolt had a great thread today about the history, between, you know, talking about some of the history between Cal and Washington and that these two schools are the only two that have been in this conference together for 115 years. Wow. Wow.
1: Man, We've what's, been... cra- what's crazy is I didn't even enter in, you know, like my UW fandom as like a football fan. Like, I mean... What's really cool is, you know, I went to Washington Middle School and stuff like that. But what was really cool was is it was more like a, a Mike Rohrbeck and his, like, run-to-win program. Like, that's mm-hmm. how I got, um, um, like, introduced to the football program. I was actually a huge fan of Jaworren Hooker. Like, that's what Because mm-hmm. I ran track as a kid. And when I became, like, a fanatic of the university, it was about track and field. So, like, I ran a, a, a few invitationals and stuff like that on that track there. So that was kind of like, you know, I'm just talking about memories, it was mainly like, my, I would say, like, my fanaticism started with the understanding that Juwan Hooker was the biggest name, track name in the city. So, like, that mm-hmm.
2: was
1: that was kind of my beginning of, like, fanaticism. Um, they were always kind of adjacent, the football team and stuff like that. The basketball team were kind of always adjacent, but... Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> That's a great point. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly get, remember like the the Todd McCulloch era Huskies even before um, Lorenzo Romar came in. Um, I joke about it as much as I love the, the current edition of Heck Ed. Uh, I miss the old field house Heck Ed because my shooting percentage was better in the old building than it is in the new one. <laughs> not in anything that was ever statistically tracked, at other than by me. Um, but uh, uh, but uh, I believe that I still uh, am like one for twelve in the new building from a you know a, one of the game break you know hit th- three three point competitions back in the back in the ots, and I made my last shot. The other ones did not go so well. <laughs> <laughs> um but i believe i think i was like one for three in the previous uh <laughs> rendition of the building <laughs> but but that'll feel i mean like that is something that i that, you know it's not necessarily specific to to the pac 12 but it's certainly like remembering the old heck ed and remembering the old husky stadium i mean am i glad that we have the facilities that we have now absolutely uh, but there's a lot of memory and history and i mean i still kind of can vividly recall the smell of both built of both the old Husky stadium and, and heck Ed.
1: Oh yeah. Student section on a 50. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
0: We there all- were, uh, anything else you guys want to mention? And then certainly, like I said, we'll have another opportunity to chat about this. Well, and we're actually now joined by, uh, J-Cap, so J-Cap, please feel free to to share some of your favorite memories of the Pac-10, Pac-12 era and being a Husky fan. Uh,
3: Let's see. Jumping right in here. Um, Let's think. Well, I mean, really, I was pretty, I'm pretty young relative to a lot of other folks in in Husky fandom. But um, I think the the, the Chris Polk days. (laughs) <laughs> Chris Pope Bay were my, my number one. Uh because that's when I yeah became a husky fan, really. Was um in the in that era. So um pretty much all of that. God's play at
0: Callan in, in twenty ten. Yes,
3: yes, exactly that. Uh the upset over USC in 09 Um that was a big yeah. one. Big one for me. Uh, I was living down in LA or not. I wasn't living down in LA. I moved here, but I was visiting down in LA during that game. So a lot of my family down there were not too pleased about that one. That's for sure. But it was, it was a fun one for sure.
1: For uh, just for comparison, like some things that we'd mentioned earlier, like I mentioned just the name Lorenzo Romar and, you know, Kelsey Plum you know, just, like, things that just kind of shot out to me. And then just a Warren Hooker, you know, track and field, late, late 90s, early 2000s. So, uh, not super tied to, to football, but if there's any anything kind of just packed full, I guess.
2: Check I'm glad you mentioned uh, Chris Polk. He, dude, he's, like, one of my favorite running backs of all time at UW. He always fell forward for that extra yard. Never got pushed back. Dude mm-hmm. was an absolute savage runner. God, he was good. Fun to watch. Sheldon
1: Sampson, Lewis Rankin. Oh Yeah. I, yeah. I remember
0: the uh, – the, I, I mentioned the game down in Otson where Reggie went nuts, but I was also uh, in the building and actually was volunteering uh, in the athletic department in the football team. Uh, the following year when when Shelton went for a number of long touchdowns against uh that uh that that team that whose fans always say stupid shit, <laughs> not something that I will necessarily remember fondly about the Pac-10 and Pac-12 is is that group of waterfowl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was it was him and who else in the back? Was it was it Arnold?
0: Uh No, because Paul Arnold moved a receiver after an injury early on in his career. So it was Shelton <laughs> and... um. I don't, was it? I don't think it was because I think Kenny James was after that.
1: Yeah, I think that was after. We didn't even say Napoleon's name, but yeah. Okay. yeah. Freak.
0: <clears throat> Freak. I mean, like I remember the year before it was Braxton Clement and Shelton and... I, it might have been Kenny James.
1: What's crazy is, I know for dang well, the Darker Knight would have all of this information. Too. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: right,
1: who gonna... didn't
2: love the 2 the era? Oh my god, that 300-200 yard game?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and certainly in that era, um, and shouts to you know new Husky Hall of Famer, uh, Cody Pickett pickett to Williams in the corner of the end zone <laughs> to win that apple cup and and rest in peace Marquise cooper um Bob oh. Rondo's well, here's one just across the board the voice of Bob Rondo and so many iconic calls across husky football and husky men's basketball um but like I still can like I literally like if I stopped and thought like for half a second, I can hear him call Pickett to Williams in the corner of the end zone and Marquise Cooper's interception to seal the deal on that Apple Cup. Um, I'm
1: getting bro, Greg, Greg I'm Carruthers.
0: It Ooh, yeah. Greg Carruthers. Bro. Carruthers and Tank Johnson. Tank Johnson. Uh,
1: uh, Derek Johnson. Derek, yep. Johnson. Rock Alexander.
0: Yep. Woo, yep. It was- that house. And that, speaking of Rock Alexander, the uh, and Omari Low, the the kick block return for a touchdown against Michigan in 0-1. that place was louder than,
2: yeah, I was it was loud. The, dude, I was in Vegas for that game, and I was believe believe me, I was talking my shit to hell of Michigan fans after that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as we would expect you to do, Tugs. As we would expect you to do.
1: Some
2: good memories. Um,
0: uh yeah any other memories that, that have uh, floated to the surface as part, as part of the conversation Did
3: anyone mentioned uh, the Isaiah Thomas Gus Johnson call
0: we had not
3: that Ooh, but that's I, a, I can't let that come across my timeline without watching
0: it probably three or four times back to back to back it's so good future husky men's basketball head coach. it it. will it into existence please
1: well assistant coach for now shoot we'll take it
2: dude i get chills every time i i see that and watch it i watch it over just like you, i watch it over and over i just like oh dude that was that game was so fucking sick
1: it was like it was the brand of basketball and then also too, not only the brand but Heck, it yeah, was was just lit, man. Like on on the broadcast, in real life, when you are there, like you knew it was rocking.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: that environment was second to none, man. When we were good, and just the style of play yeah. was was also contributed to like the noise and the hype and like kind of the trash talk and whew, man. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and the and the, the core, you know, DNA or the the core piece of those teams, you know, in state and local. I mean, they, they, they were supplemented by some out-of-state guys, but, but, you know, B-Roy from Garfield, Nate Robinson from Beach, Trey was at Gar, was, was Garfield. Will was Garfield. Like.
1: Six man was Garfield.
0: hmm Yep.
1: Oh Franklin, sorry Frank. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, all great memories, but uh, we will revisit this as we as we head. You can support this podcast at podcasters dot com slash pod slash show slash sound the siren pod u w slash support. Thanks, go dogs. I'm joined now uh, by another Husky Twitter great, uh, Mount Fuzzmore, uh, to, to talk more about some, some fond memories and, and farewell of, a, of our association with the Pac-10 and the Pac-12. We've got a year to go, but but certainly wanted to put some content together uh, and give everybody an opportunity to to share what they think and what they'll miss about the, the Huskies and the Pac-10 and the Pac-12. So, uh, Fuzzmore, take it away, sir.
4: Yeah, uh, you know, we we started this conversation a couple of days ago and, you know, just kind of reminiscing about some of the favorite things that have happened at the conference. And, uh, uh, you know, the first thing that came to mind, uh, for me anyway, was rushing the field against USC, you know, the, the, the 2008 season, we all know what happened. It was, it was some dark times. Uh, I had just turned 21 that season. So I don't remember a whole lot of it for better or worse. Um, and then for us to go into 2009 with a very positive outlook, at, at least as much as could be con, uh, conveyed with uh, Sarkeesian and with Walker coming back and being healthy. Um, and sitting in the stands that day in the student section and just being absolutely anxious and watching that game kind of just fall in our hands, which, which was fantastic. And one of the things I think a, a lot of people want to do as a college football fan is rush the field, and I, I think doing that in a legitimate way for that win, which was so exciting, that that was awesome to me, and that that's probably one of my favorite memories I ever have. Um, you know, move, moving on to a similar timeline in that in that Stark era, the the Miracle on Montlake. Lake, uh, another one being in the stadium watching. Uh, Arizona and Nick Foles basically bubble screen us to death that day. And we had no defense for any of it. And then all of a sudden a ball pops up and Mason Foster is right there. And if you go back on YouTube and watch the grainy version of that video that's around from the ESPN broadcast, you can just see the stadium. It's It's bouncing. The entire place was nuts. I, You know, having been on the East coast for the most part of my life to that point and only hearing about how loud Husky stadium got and, and not even getting close to that during the 08 season um, being there and feeling the shaking and hearing the noise there. Like I, I, I don't think I heard solidly for probably a day or two after that game solely because of that moment. Um, you know, that, that, that moment was fantastic. Uh, and the last one that I've got also goes back to another home game uh, against a rival actually, and watching Dante Pettis take one to the house against the ducks in 2017. And just knowing that he returned a punt that probably had no business getting returned in the first place. Cause I think he was surrounded by probably four guys in the gunner down there when he fielded the ball and just watching him weave to the far side from where I was sitting and take off up the sideline and scoring, you know, my best friend and I were there for that game and that was, that was stellar. It's a different experience sitting way up in the three hundreds for that state uh, for that moment, and feeling the north end zone bounce around. Uh, that was a little disconcerting, but uh, it gives me a little bit more faith in our engineers for building that stadium. But that th- those three those three moments stick out to me. Um, you know, sure. Yeah.
0: All great, all great ones for for sure. And uh, uh, I wasn't in I, I wasn't in the house for that one, uh, but certainly am no stranger to. Uh, having the stands uh, shake underneath me, and I don't remember if I've if i if I've told the story on the podcast before. Of uh, so, my last year was o three o four, uh, and uh, I volunteered in the athletic department. My senior, my last year, uh, including spending half the time running stats from the old press box, which unlike the new press box, which is set back into the overhang, the old press box and the stats booth sat up out on the edge of the overhang uh, and so uh, Reggie Williams was both my favorite and least favorite player on the Huskies from for the number of touchdowns like I get just get back from running stats and oh well Reggie just took 170 yards and so I out of breath from running the the quarter stats or whatever the case was uh oh, oh, Reggie scored again so I've got to do another uh, stat break but having you know standing out on basically just metal grading 200 feet above the first three rows of the upper deck and feeling the whole place shake was, Um, I will say that uh, I miss seeing the the camera shake as much as it used to uh, when I see the, the, you know, a replay of a game. Uh, I will say certainly that I don't miss the feeling of the stadium shaking beneath me uh, from that vantage point whatsoever.
4: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: So, yeah, anything else that, that, that you remember fondly uh, from the Pac-10, Pac-12 days?
4: Uh, uh, I mean, honestly.
0: Or kind of final things that you'd say about uh, our time in the Pac-10 and Pac-12?
4: You know, I'm going to miss the chaos. That, that was one of the fun things about the Pac-10, Pac-12 was just it, it was chaos ball week in, week out. and you, Any team could win at any given point in time maybe not Stanford some years, maybe not Cal some years. And then obviously Colorado,
0: unless they were playing us. Yeah.
4: Well, yeah, there was that. Yeah. But uh, you know, like Colorado taking, I think, what was it? One, one game their entire time from us in the, in the conference.
0: Something like that. I think maybe two. Um, I think with the Lake year, I think they got another one with the Lake year. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. I think Utah only got two.
4: It's, it's, it was, it was true chaos ball, and I'm going to miss that. Um, I, I will not miss uh, the super late kickoffs that I think we became, unfortunately, accustomed to. I'm hoping moving to the Big uh, the Big Ten gives us a little bit of an opportunity to play some, some earlier games, especially with some of those teams like a Rutgers, like a Maryland, like a Penn State who are in the Eastern time zone. Um, yep. I think them coming across the country whenever those happen, those are going to be like 1 o'clock and maybe – Maybe twelve thirty games for us, which I welcome with open arms.
0: Yeah, I suspect that we'll still have the occasional seven thirty kick, but I think if the with the networks driving all of this, I also have a fairly strong suspicion that any any late games that we do play, um, particularly as you know, with the ACC rumored to be looking at Cal and mm-hmm. Stanford, they're doing got teams for that time slot. Uh, from a competitive standpoint, Fox is going to want whatever game from the big 10 that they're putting in that time slot to be something that's going to draw a lot of eyeballs. So that's going to be more likely to be either a West coast matchup of Washington, Oregon, Washington, USC, Washington, UCLA, or one of the, if not a heavyweight from the big 10 coming, coming West, at -hmm. least somebody probably from the, the middleweight, Tier or above from the Big Ten, so maybe not Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, when that happens, but it's the Wisconsin's, your Iowas, your you know, ne- hell, uh, not that they've been having a great run of it, but another night game where Washington plays, where Nebraska comes to town for a night game uh, at Husky yeah. Stadium going to be it would be a ton of fun.
4: Yeah, yeah, I remember Nebraska coming to town in twenty ten, uh, and they. They thoroughly whipped us up and down that that game. We came back and eventually beat them in the Holiday Bowl that year, but yep. that game was not, not fun.
0: Yeah, no, I um, I remember how painful that game was to, to watch. Yeah. it. <laughs> I
4: was I was coming back from a from a grad school um, retreat up in uh, uh, where was it? Uh, it, it was up north on one of the islands, and I was just listening to the game on the way home, and I was like, "This is." Why do I do this? Why do I do this to myself? I'm sitting in traffic right now behind an accident. I'm listening to a train wreck on, on the radio right now. Okay, this is college football. This is what we're going to do, and this this is how we're going to do it. Um, I will say, one, one team I'm looking forward to seeing in, in Husky Stadium is Iowa.
0: Yeah, agreed.
4: Uh, I'm hoping that they, they come and have a full-blown show out, because everybody I've met who's an Iowa alum is just a hoot and yep. they
0: make a lot of fun yeah yeah i've got some uh some colleagues from the from general chats uh i've got added to one from you know that's specific to the big 10 and then i've been in a group chat with um i think a number of folks that were back when big game boomer did the the accounts to follow for every school and oh I got, yeah
4: yeah yeah
0: i got that honor in quotes, <laughs> a couple of times, but uh, but all of the Hawkeye fans that I've interacted with out of that are are, are great people. So, agreed. I think that the Hawkeyes matchup would be a, a really fun one, and, and you know, a renewal of that. You know, of a, I think the teams played each other. I think it's a. Uh, I think I saw it the other day where it's three 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 all time between the two schools, mm-hmm. and they played each other in bowl games six mm-hmm. times in the space of about fifteen years. So. Yeah that would be, uh, it'll be fun to, to, to have that one back. And, and certainly that's a road game that I'd very much uh, try and make as well to, for the experience in mm-hmm. Kinnick Stadium.
4: Yeah, it would be a blast to get out there to, to Kinnick and watch a game and, and see some of the tradition and, and pageantry that they've got out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, Fuzmore, thanks so much for joining and, and glad we were able to, to give you an opportunity to, to share your memories uh, of the conference. It is definitely something that we're going to miss, but uh, thanks
2: again. You bet. Thank you. And I'm joined now by Alex,
0: otherwise known as UW Bolt, uh, UW uniform and history uh, whiz extraordinaire. Alex, how are you doing tonight?
5: Good. How you doing, man?
0: I'm, I'm doing very well. Uh, so certainly glad to have you on to, to share some of your favorite memories and uh, reminisce a little bit about uh, the, the Pac-10 and Pac-12 era. So, yeah, you know, just feel free to, to talk about some of your favorite memories of, of the Huskies uh playing in the Pac 10 and the Pac 12.
5: Sure. I mean I like you know as a kid I like one of my first I guess overall Pac 10 numbers would be like you know getting that Rose Bowl in 91 after that 90 season and getting oh so close to a national title that year and then of course the the amazing year that was 91 and then getting the three Rose Bowls in a row. Then I also remember what happened after that where um I remember that 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 summer and I remember uh the Bon Marche having two sets of shirts. There were two different sets of Pac-9 shirts. There was the uh, there was the Husky version that said, if you can't beat them, disqualify them. And then there was the Koog version that said, no dogs allowed. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was, that was, interesting that was a... For um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then... Um, you know, they get another conference championship in '95, though. Uh, ending up in the Sun Bowl was a you know a little rough. It's interesting hearing some of the players on that team just you know, how they, they had their hearts so set on returning back to Pasadena, and uh, kind of explains what happened in that game a little bit. Um, you know, the '96 was a fun year with uh, with with Dylan, and then '97 um, started out with so much promise. I remember the preseason mags. some of us had number one and. You know, most of the season going well. Other than that, Nebraska game early on, you know, and then once Brock got hurt, that just yeah, that was that was, that was a rough end of the season. But fun, but hey, beat the heck out of Nick Saban in the Aloha Bowl, so that was kind of fun. And then, uh, then I then I came as a freshman the next year, and you know, and in my mind, uh, you know, we you know six and six would go in my freshman year. That that's the floor. That's the floor of my entire life. Yep. And then. Um, you know, Barb made the call to move on and brought in Ricky and ninety nine was a lot of fun and it kind of got things going. I man, if you would have pulled that off that first year, I'd have been something else. And then two thousand, just just you know, to be a student at UW year we go to the it's just just a dream come true, really. It was it was it was so awesome. It was so much fun. That Oregon State game was crazy. That was you know, that was back in the day when we only had one night game a year and yep. that was kind of fun new going into it 7.30 on Fox Sports Net National um, and uh, that, that was just a crazy back and forth game that was a lot of fun um, you know and that, looking looking at the season two it's kind of crazy now 23 years later the conference is you know dying but that year like two in the top four and I want to say three the top five or six with us the Beavs and, and the Ducks you know yep. that was yeah. that was a hell of a year um
0: and something we may see again this fall
5: yeah yeah very very well very well could um and so you know that that was that you know kind of always the high point of the conference which is interesting because we talk about the conference is only strong when sc is good well sc sucked that year and yet you know the three of the northwest schools found a way to get him very high up so that was that was a lot of fun you know that was a lot of fun um then you know just kind of the downward slope of Heisel, and then things falling apart. There's some good um, apple-cut memories in there, of course. And sure. frankly, some really good, fun duck memories. Um, my first time down in was 0-2, and I remember we were down 14-10. And I, I was in the UW section, but I was on the aisle. And so the other side of the aisle were some ducks. And so they were just yapping and yapping, and they all left early fourth quarter. And
0: I was at that, that one, the, the three Reggie Williams touchdown game. That was... That was beautiful.
5: Down <laughs> on the field and stuff. That was that was a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> you and I were probably no. rubbing shoulders in that celebration without knowing it. Probably.
5: I mean, that run was crazy. The end of, the end of that season was so funny. Because, like, Rick's on the hot seat. We're like four and five. Beat the Bees, where Erickson's thinking he's finally going to beat us. Because at that point, Erickson had never beaten us. Right. Um, that senior day at Husky Stadium. And I actually was able um, – I, I had served on some stuff. So I was able to actually get field passes that day because that was my nice. – senior game too, I guess, as, as an undergrad. And so I was on the field for that one. So that, And then actually went in with the team after the game. And that's where Rick coined the whole Northwest Championship stuff. And so that was fun. But I remember being in line to buy tickets for Oregon a while. I was being like, man, am I doing this? Am I doing like You know, you had to wrap around Graves and get those tickets. Like, hey, we're going to go for it. And that game at Autzen was so fun. And the next week going to Pullman, like that's that O2 Apple Cup is that might be my favorite game ever and that was that was just amazing um you know then there's after that there's kind of a lot of time i don't like to talk
2: about
0: <laughs> we don't need to tell them the coach that shall not be mentioned or, or shall yeah. not be named
5: <laughs> yeah yeah and then um but there was still a fun apple cup even in, in that one um and then uh, things kind of coming back together you know it was, it, it, it was kind of a trip um when they show, show some of the older games on Pac 12 Network and like watching that 09 Arizona game a while back, I was just so taken aback, like how amazing the atmosphere was that game when the immaculate deflection happened. And like, I'm seeing people down on those rows, you know, that are all you obscured because how the field used to have the crown on it and stuff and the way the, you know, set scene was. And it's just rocking. I mean, it was, it was crazy. And like, this is coming off a year after 012. And, and, like, at that point, like, there was a lot of hype. You know, like, things picked up a lot of steam early, but they were kind of starting to fizzle out at that point. And just to see how packed that stadium was, it was so cool to see that. And that was that was a lot of fun and just kind of bringing some belief back and, you know, getting things going and getting getting on solid footing and then, you know, opening the new stadium. And, you know, like, you know, I think, a lot, I think the two highlights probably of the new stadium are, like, that. you know, that Friday-Stanford game was just – that felt like the old days in a lot of way, And sure, it was kind of the announcement sure. to the rest of the nation that, like, dogs are back. And uh, then that, that Michigan State game, you know, the, the non-con game, our, you know, arguably our biggest non-con win since, oh, I mean,
0: yeah, especially regular yeah, season. Yeah. We were talking about that. I was listening back to, to prepare for uh, our our prognostication episode for this year. And and we were talking about that that was the biggest non-conference game at Husky stadium since the LSU game of Oh nine. And yeah, going into the biggest non-conference win. I
5: mean, probably since Michigan and Oh one, at least um, for regular season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I will have a, and you know, I'll talk about it maybe a little bit when, when I record some of my you know reminiscences of the, of the conference. Um, the, I mean, I, the coming in and kicking when the new Husky stadium opened and, and just kicking the crap out of, out of Boise state uh, yeah. a couple years before Pete, <laughs> Pete came across, uh, across the Cascades to take over. Um, but, but that certainly pales in comparison to a Michigan state, to a, to a power five conference opponent. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
5: I and mean, that game ended up being really important because I, I don't know without that game we don't end up hiring Pete. I think you know I think the renovate. I, I know I feel like I, I feel extremely confident if we don't renovate the stadium, Pete doesn't come. Um, and and I think the atmosphere and how well things went and seeing the players across the field like, I I think that helped um, things happen the way they
0: did. Yeah, and how definitive that victory was. No, I I I agree with you actually that that really you know helped. Like I think it might have helped send the message to Pete that. Yes, I can beat the big boys once a year if I've got three weeks to prepare. But if they've got equal time to prepare for me, for me- from the next season, and if I'm going to try and do this week in and week out or really succeed at the highest level, I've got to be at a big boy program.
5: Yeah. And then, um, you know, and then also, you know, like finally getting the Pac-12 title game like that, you know, being in – I went down to that game in Santa Clara, and that was just – you know, there were certain times – seven eight years prior, like, oh is this ever gonna happen again, you know? Yep. So the finally have it happen again was was huge. It just, you know, it was it was so sweet. And then going back to the Rose Bowl, keeping the decade's streak of Rose Bowls alive, you know, which we gotta means we gotta get the playoff this year to keep that streak alive. So uh
1: what Yeah.
0: Yeah, or or or, so, or at least the playoffs yeah. going forward in this decade to keep that streak going forward because it, right. it's definitely gonna be a different landscape. I mean who knows in, in an era of realignment, you know, they're yeah, how the, the rose Bowl shakes out and right. But yeah, definitely and, a streak to keep to keep alive and
5: Yeah, and, and then one thing too, just like how much like so one of the main things I want to talk about those are like and I I'm I may be an outlier, but I just absolutely love Apple Cups and Pullman. They're like my, my favorite, and I, I, I hope they continue. I know some people aren't so thrilled about it, but there's just something about going over there. I don't know if we'll still have to prepare for the weather. Like, I, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Will, will the Big Ten want to spread rivalry weeks out, so and then maybe we can actually end our season over there? I don't know. Or if we may be playing in September. I, I don't know what it looks like, but going over to Pullman for games, I just – there's – they're, they're – so, I think, you know, it's a little bit of just the us against the world thing. And like the whole state's watching and it's fun. And, you know, we've done pretty well over there. There's been a few heartbreakers, but in general, we've done pretty well there too. And it's, you know, and it's just interesting. Like I remember 98, uh, I first, my, I know even though I grew up in Spokane, that was my first time at a Coug football game was for that 98 Apple cup. And that was when the visitor section used to be in the West end zone. It was under like an old, their old, you know, eight bit scoreboard. And it was all like metal bleachers, and it was ice was frozen over everywhere else around the state. And they cleaned the ice off, they did not there. I mean, and it was like 37 and raining, so I mean, it was the absolute worst weather you could have. And most of the rest of my friends (laughs) who drove over with me, um, they bailed, but one of their dads and me just stuck it out and you know, was able to watch that through. And then 2000, you know, clinching the Rose Bowl going down on the field. That was, that was amazing. Then and being on the field two years later, I was standing next to Reggie when he got hit with a bottle, like on his shoulder pad or something. We were like rushing towards the stand with him. So, I mean, it was that, – that, that was crazy. I remember in 2002, I remember all, a lot of Cougs had, had the shirts, you know, our drinking team has a football problem. And then just to see the juxtaposition to that in 2002 and just how different that was, you know, it, you know that was really interesting to see you know then some then some lean years but got still got a few wins over there and then you know in 2010 just to finally get back to a bowl game and 500 and have that mean in the holiday bowl and yep. that was that was a that was a lot of fun and you know they've done interesting thing with like where they've allowed people to tailgate it used to be pretty chill and relaxed and now like starting in 2012 they started pushing all the visitors out to like out by observatory, like way up on a hill to tailgate and they don't have any porta-potties there. So things got a little interesting there. And then, you know, and just like record cold games, like in 14 Pete's first year. Um, And then, you know, in 16 and like, you know, it is a de facto Pac-12 North championship game. And and same thing in 18 and 18 was a lot of fun. Whereas like, you know, it felt like some nice revenge from 92, which and Growing up in Spokane. I got I got a lot of grief after that game. And so <laughs> some of the huskies who went in the snow was a lot of fun. But that was a little rough one for me because and always it was the worst worst weather possible because it started with rain and then I got colder and started snowing. And that's really, really hard to dress for. Like unless you're like got crabbing gear on, you're kind of in trouble. And we had my son with us, and he was about 18, 19 months at that point. So we kind of done everything we could think of and we finally had to start, uh, head back to the car and listen to the radio while we were driving back up to Spokane because it got so so crazy. But that was it was kind of fun listening to the broadcast on the way back up that game too, you know. So that was a blast. And then heading back last year, tailgating on campus, and then um, just the way that game went, it, you know, that was getting getting back to ten wins. It was it was a blast, man. It's just it, I. Uh, Yeah. rough weather and stuff but i think that's that's part of it and it's just it's a ton of fun going to those
0: games yeah absolutely and and i would say that i i completely agree with you in in the hope that we can figure out a way to continue to have that game not only have that game but have that game on campus in pullman uh and maybe it's something that that the the conference and and the two schools can figure out where it is you know some way of a, a of a rotation between you know, maybe play it at Husky stadium in set, you know, occasionally it's at Husky stadium in September. Occasionally it's in Pullman in September. Occasionally it's at Lumen field in September or, or kind of where it fits into the schedule, but certainly to keep the on-campus aspect late in the season where appropriate. Um, it gives the, you know, I'm okay with giving the Cougars the, the opportunity occasionally to spoil our season because it's something they live for.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, you know, it's college football and not college football off campus, man. Like,
0: it's not the I same. I remember there
5: was, there, there was stuff you banter about once in a while when they were talking about their innovation. Oh, you just play it, you know, the clink. Like, no, it's no, not the same.
0: no, no.
5: I mean, I, like, I would have figured out some other school to go to just to get a graduate degree from because like, I was like, no, no, college football is played on campus, period. And I would have a really hard time being associated with a school that played off campus. Like, that would drive me absolutely batty. So, college, you know, I even just like the big, you know, early season games, you know, it's like, it's okay once in a while, but for the most part, I'd always rather have a home and home non-con than you know, absolutely necessarily playing in Atlanta or Chicago. You know, even like that Illinois game was in Chicago instead of Urbana.
0: So. Yeah, it's about the the campus experience. It's about tailgating on campus. It's about the the marching bands on campus. One, of, I mean, certainly this is a continu- uh, you know a tradition that I know continues, but the the band going you know up through the dorms and the Greek system on a Friday night game. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's some of my favorite you know environmental memories uh, of being a student and and being a Husky fan. It is that piece of things. And, and there's such value. And I think that that flow Mm -hmm. of party Friday, now kind of party, listen to the band Friday night, go to sleep. And then the next day is just game day and it's full on Huskies. It's grabbing breakfast. It's grabbing a pregame beverage. And then, you know, rolling down to the stadium or, or, you know, now as, as, as an adult in the, uh, at least in, in age, if not temperament, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a little different. I drink a lot more coffee now than I used to, um, but, but having, you know, a cup of coffee, getting over, you know, either driving over or bussing over to the stadium and joining up with the tailgate. And uh, I, I can't agree with you more that that college football belongs on campus.
5: And even like going to road games, I feel like just you know, kind of learning and seeing some of the, the other traditions. That's a lot of fun too. I remember when I went to Michigan game in 02 and like, Lloyd Carr was up uh, like, like some balcony, to frat giving this speech, you know, and it was just like such a blast to be around there for that. It added so much to like the history and memory to me of, of, of making that trip, you know, and so I think that's, that's a huge part of it too. Like, it's fun to like see what other, you know, and now we're going to be entering a new conference. So it's going to be fun to see what, you know, the traditions of all these other schools are and, uh, you know, just, just observe it and be a part of it.
0: Yep. Yeah, I agree agree wholeheartedly. Anything else that, that you'd like to share or, or, or things that you'll you know remember fondly or miss about, about UW playing in the Pac-10 and the Pac-12? Well,
5: you know, this one's an interesting one, but um, I really, really, really want to schedule at ASU because that streak has to die. Should have died last year. Flukish things happen. Last time we went down there was when Rick was coach, Cody was quarterback, Reggie was catching balls. I mean, that's – it's crazy. Um, it's the only it's the only like streak that basically Pete didn't end up fixing um, for the yep. most part. So, you know, I I I don't have a lot of fond memories of the he's playing down there, though I do very fondly remember 2000 down there watching that broadcast on FSN and I remember it was Steve Fizyak always talking about true freshman Adam Archuletta. Like, you know, but we we lit him up and we won that game and that was a lot of fun since then. It's been tough sled, but I would I would I desperately wanna I wanna play some of those old Pac Twelve schools. I wanna I wanna keep some of those rivalries alive Absolutely. and uh, gotta get a win in Tempe. But um you know, particularly the ones that are going to the Big Twelve are the ones that I'd be most interested in playing. Um you know, even Cal and I don't necessarily about moving forward, but like I have some great memories. I went to the that game down there in twenty ten, the Gods play, which was that was the very last play in the old Memorial Stadium. Yeah. Which is you really really cool and then i went down in 2012 when the year they reopened the remodel you know and to kind of have that juxtaposition that was that was a lot of fun um so i I really enjoyed i enjoyed that you know that's fun i I mean cal is the one school that we've been in a conference with since the beginning no one else i know cougs and Oregon, Oregon state are claiming it but like from the pcc dissolved to the big five the big five was the four california schools and us well yep. you didn't that yeah. until a little bit later when that whole airport conference or the airplane conference all apart,
0: yeah. So well, and, and, uh, and the original words to the fights are at least one. Yes. A, a previous version of the fight song, was yes. all about kicking the crap out of Cal. So,
5: oh yeah, there's all matters. sorts of stuff about the bear's carcass and all that stuff. So yeah, no, I mean, so I mean, there's there's a lot of history to that Cal rivalry um, that I appreciate um, and and have enjoyed, um, and I hope we can keep you know some of those. Um, traditions alive with the old, those old Pac-12 schools.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more, and and again, wanted to say thanks for for jumping on. It's been a pleasure having you share your thoughts, and um, we'll definitely uh, make a point, particularly as we get into some more uniform conversations. And maybe we got some a, new a, stuff a,
5: coming out. We got some yeah, new stuff coming out.
0: Big, you know, d- different conference logo, and and maybe a, a review of you know UW versus Big Ten lo- <laughs> uniform history. <laughs>
5: There we go. There we go. I like that.
0: All right. Thanks, Alex.
5: Thanks for having me, man. Take care.
0: Good luck. You too. Go dogs. And I am joined now uh, for more thoughts and reminiscences of of the Pac-12 by Dog for Life uh, on uh, Twitter at bowdown79. How are you doing this afternoon?
6: Doing, doing good. Thanks for having me. Uh, I appreciate you giving me a chance to share a good memory.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, take it away. Yeah. Talk, you know, talk through some of your, you know, if, if if there's one singular memory or or certainly the things that stand out uh, about U-Dub's hundred year long association with the (laughs) conference that, that will be no more uh, this time next year.
6: No, I, 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 I would say I, I, I'm a, a typical fan, and I'm sure that there's there's a lot of awesome memories out there. And I mean, I could easily, at a, a high level, you know, some of my favorites. You know, obviously in this new world is, is Stanford. You know, that 2016 Stanford game was amazing. I was there. Uh, I've been a season ticket holder since I was a student back in starting 2011 but that's the one that stands out of like just amazing memory. But, you know, I I think a lot of people will tell you that, you know, that's not going to be unique. Right. Um, Another favorite one is, you know, not, not to be too much of a new dude, but the 2016 Oregon game, I was at the Duchess and just, I should have gone to that game, but I'm like many dog fans. I'm obnoxiously superstitious. I've never seen a win at Austin, So I refuse to go, but, it was a fun uh, consolation prize to be in the Duchess and just watch like old Gen X Dukes and old like, you know, Boomer Dukes introducing like a generation to like, hey, this is how it's supposed to be. This is how whipping the Duck's ass is is our like birthright. So that was fun. But, you know, we could go on forever. I mean, we, we could sit here and talk like an hour and I know you don't have an hour, but what I thought was an interesting wrinkle is you know, prior to moving to Seattle and prior to, you know, I have a more quote unquote corporate life. I used to be a a cook by trade. I used to be a hospitality fan and I used to not have a Husky degree and not have that direct connection, but I grew up in Washington, very much loved my Huskies, spending some of the worst years of the fandom in Oregon, dealing with, you know, ducks on a daily basis. You know, it's, it was another life, but specifically to this memory was i think is what i'd be curious to hear other people's stories is you know i didn't used to have saturdays off i used to didn't have weekends i rarely got to ask to games a lot of it was me in a dvr and i kind of had a choice like i could dvr the game and try to get through it through an entire shift in a kitchen with a bunch of meatheads and not get a historic score update and that was largely impossible sometimes it would be respected because i was the crazy sports fan in the kitchen but you know often it was you know or just try to like watch as much as i could before my shift race down during halftime and just run to the bar and like okay what's the score what's the score what's the score like and then get dirty looks for my chef and you know that was e- equally painful but you know like in the kitchens I worked over the years, I just, again, I kind of got the reputation of like, Oh, there goes Hector, the bar must, he must've heard something. So yeah, it was always a difficult thing, but it was part of being a fan in those days. It's just like, man, especially like, you, you know, you become a fan when you're in, in your twenties. And for me, that was, you know, Tui's Rose Bowl season and I was just kind of hooked and I knew like I had to be my, the thing I jokingly say is I'm emotionally involved with Husky football. I think that's a standard for a lot of people. I'm emotionally involved with this team. And many people look at you crazy. And many many people, when I say that, they just kind of smile and nod like, yeah, yeah, I get it. So one of my favorite memories of being emotionally involved with Husky football was the 2009 USC game. And how bad 08 was and how painful. And I always say I laugh. I've I've never been so drunk by 1 (laughs) p.m. (laughs) on a saturday as i was in 2008 it was like oh god there's a touchdown Chuck." it oh god there's a bad penalty oh god it's oklahoma we're down three scores in like five minutes i was or even worse like oh god this apple cup's going bad or you know just just hammered by one o'clock because we were just that bad you know and 2009 was hope in 2009 was like Oh my God, we got Sark. Like he he's going to do amazing things, like what he did at USC. There was a lot of hope. So, and in those days, you know, money wasn't great. I could afford to go to one game. Right. And I was like, okay, it was LSU or it was USC. I kind of had to pick. And I was like, well, I've never partied with LSU fans, so I'm going to go up to the LSU game. And that was fun and that was cool. But, you know, that meant I couldn't go to that USC game. And you just knew it was going to be. Big. You just I don't know how many people remember this, but there was just a buzz that week of, like, man, I just feel something crazy is going to happen. Like, USC was kind of that era where they were, they were still really good, but they kind of had flaws, and they just had that, they were going to drop a stupid one, and, hey, why can't we be the stupid why one? Why can't we but, be Oregon State? Know, yeah, why can't we? Why can't we be that team? And it, and it was, I think, even people were like having wild predictions. We were just feeling saucy because for the first time ever, it kind of looked like we had a team again. But you know, I, I made my choice and I couldn't get down, so I was watching the game at home, and that was twelve thirty kickoff. So that's you know, that's another thing too. Is like, okay, what's kickoff? What's my my probability of getting through the shift to seeing the game if it's a twelve thirty game? No way. Either a someone will open their mouth or B, I just won't help myself and I'll run to the bar. So when I went that that model, it was, okay, 12.30, first half, race down down to downtown Portland, you know, and just watch as much as I can before, you know, the the rush comes. So that was what I started with. That's, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And that first quarter is going really well. Excuse me. And I'm like, Oh my God, we're we're kind of hanging in this game, like and I just immediately start doing the math in my head. I'm like, no, no, just keep watching. So, you know, it's hard to remember play for play, but I just remember the defense really hanging in there and you just some really key turnovers. I think Donald Butler had like a fumble. They're just all these little like indicators of what makes a big time upset, right? right? Like USC is coming out, and they're just not really moving the ball. There's some big hits. The defense is getting some turnovers. And we're getting towards half, and it's a game. I think it's one score. I think Did we maybe even have a lead going into half? I can't recall. And I just kind of have this buzz and this feeling of like, oh, man, I can't miss this game. Like, I just can't miss this game. So I'm starting to do the math in my head. I'm like, all right. I prepped really good last night. My station will be really good. I made a good, you know, subconsciously, I, I you know, for those, you know, I don't know how many people have hospitality, but it's called mise and place. Like in my head, I'm like, all right, my mise is strong. Everything's prepped. I just have to go set up my station and I'll be ready for the rush. I didn't anticipate like a lot of work when I got there. So I'm doing the, the, the math in my head of like, how late can I be to work? And like I said, it, it gets to halftime and I just knew it. I'm like, okay nope i'm not i'm not leaving this tv i'm not going to do it just not going to leave this tv and i didn't even call i didn't even call my chef like you know at this point i'd been at that restaurant a while and everyone knew hector was the crazy husky fan so i was like they know i'm not leaving the seat i'm just like they know it they know (laughs) i am not leaving the seat i'll be fine it'll be fine i'm like i'm talking myself into that i'm not going to get my ass fired so you know in that third quarter goes like and then the third quarter is going really well. In my mind, I think I said, "Well, I'll leave it the third quarter. I'll Leave it the third. It, they'll 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 mess it up in the third quarter, and they'll USC will score three touchdowns, and then I'll just go in and I'll make it." But no, we we're playing really strong and going into that fourth quarter. Now I'm officially like in late mode. Now I'm like, "There's I'm definitely going to be late. I'm definitely, but I can get there before the rush." And I'm like, "No, not leaving this TV again." I'm just talking myself into this. And then we kind of get into that fourth quarter and then there's the drive. And at this point, it's like, you know, it's, it's three 30, it's four o'clock by then I'm late. I'm just, and I, it's a good hour to get to work. Well, 35 minutes. So I am hundred percent walking through that kitchen, a minimum of hour late and I haven't called anyone. And again, for, you know, my hospitality friends, no calling, no showing to work is like the mortal sin. Like it's instant fire. And so I'm like, and I can't call and say, well, the funny part of the logic was, it's like if we win this game, they will not give me any shit. Like if we beat – I think there were th- two or three in Third. the nation. If, if we upset USC, I'll walk into that restaurant and no one will say shit and I'll be fine because they're like, oh, yeah, we, we knew you weren't going to leave. If we lose – I'm not getting fired – but I'm definitely getting, like, ridiculed for the rest of the night. And I'm probably cleaning the kitchen by myself at the end of the night. But I'm like, I'm like, screw it. No, nope, I don't care. I'm just not leaving this game. And, you know, it is. It, Everyone remembers that that drive with Jake and just the crazy catch and, and the field goal. And it's going crazy. And, like, I'm, you know, losing my mind. Like, I don't really have time to celebrate. Like, I'm screaming out the door. And I'm like, okay, I should at least call. So, you know, in those days, it's just a little landline in, in the kitchen and the office, and of course no one picks up because everyone's working and I should be working. And I I I call the number and I'm like, oh no, no, we did it. I'm sorry, I'll be there in a second. And I hung up and I'm just drive racing down the I-5 getting downtown and I'm just screaming and people are calling and I'm texting. And it's just like I'm like it's a strange emotion because like, am I gonna get in trouble? And more like fuck it, it's worth it because like, we just beat USC, and like so I'm and I'm getting ready for my I'm sorry speech, and I roll into the kitchen, and I look and my my station's prepped and perfect, all the foods there, all my pots are there, every all my mise is in place, you know, all my mise was sound was was ready, and my sous chef walks around the corner, he's like, yeah, we knew you weren't leaving, <laughs> like the second that game. Got to the fourth quarter. We knew you were not leaving your TV, and yes, you're welcome. That's and nice. it was just like it's one of my it's one of my favorite memories because, like, um, I, I I love what I do now. Like, I have a boring corporate job, and it's fun and it's interesting. But the reason, like, I wanted to talk about this memory was, you know, kitchens. When people ask me about kitchens, because like right now the bear is out. I don't know if you've seen the bear, my wife, everyone's uh, I I like, But. It's if if you want to know well before the bear was the book Kitchen Confidential and people read that and they they want to go oh what's it like you know is it really like that and I'm like yeah it's 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 they want to know what it is to work in a kitchen because so rarely in TV or art is it depicted well and what I'll say is what I love about kitchens is I call them dirt dirty pirate families right <laughs> they're they're just weird, eclectic, sometimes dangerous people, sometimes people you don't like, but you get through this dirty, nasty job that you love. At the end of the day, you just all become family. And even though that duck kitchen was full of duck fans, you know, and full of, you know, very, I was always like the one Husky fan in any kitchen in Oregon. It was really fun to like have that experience and then just know like that my family had my back and said, yeah. Yeah, we got you, dude. You weren't going to leave that TV because you know kitchens are very sport-centric, you know. So that that one always cracks me up because it, it. I have this old life of hospitality, what it meant to be a fan, and prior to you know I'm this, you know, alum and education, all that, and what it means now versus then. Because you know a lot of people like I hate the Koog thing where it's like, oh, well, you you didn't go to UW, so you don't love the Huskies, you don't love the dogs, and I just like it's just not true. Like it's a community of people. And in, in those days, my relationship with Husky football was so different what it is now, because now I'm at, you know, I've, i you know, this is the first year I've been a season ticket holder in a long time, but you know, I get to go as many games as I want. I get to watch every single game I want. It's such more immersive and easy to us now versus even like when I was a kid and listened to a radio, you know, in the middle of Eastern Washington, because that's the only way you could listen to a game. But it's funny. Sometimes I miss those days because there's just like this level of like my fandom was special and rare because I didn't always get to consume it exactly how I wanted. And like, and I know there's, I know there's fans that aren't they're in hospitality or in retail or have jobs where they don't get to, you know, come to Husky stadium as much as unfortunate as I was when I lived in Seattle. So yeah, I, I, I hope other people, when I tell the story, it resonates with them because it was a special time in my life that I wouldn't take back because there's just so many interesting memories of being, you know, blue collar and loving the sport from a distance that I think is fun. And I, I'd be curious to what other people think. No,
0: And thank you so much for sharing. That's that's just an amazing and awesome story and um, that, that your kitchen family had your back. And uh, I think we chatted about it briefly where uh, I was in between career roles at the time and went back to retail for a little bit. And uh, well, not an hour plus late, I was about probably 10 to 15 minutes late getting back from a lunch break because I found uh, it's, I was at a mall that doesn't exist anymore. It's now Kraken community <laughs> ice parks, but I uh, was working at one of the anchor stores at, at Northgate and uh, that game was on the TV coming back from the food court and as that fourth quarter progressed I'm like I am not leaving this, I'm not leaving this. And then I uh, I don't really remember like touching the floor <laughs> getting back to, to work. I, I, I was I was walking quickly but uh but I was flying because of how, how stoked I was for us to get that win. Um, but but you're and you're absolutely right that the experience that we have and and we're you know we're spoiled that we can go to the games if you know when we're here in the Seattle area. Um but I would also say that it's certainly something where for those of us that have that, that privilege and pleasure be all the louder and, and, and appreciate it all the more, um, and kind of raise our voice on, you know, on our own, but, but as in addition, but for all of the the dog fans around the country and around the world that can't be there on a Saturday.
6: No, it, it's a privilege. And, you know, I'll, I'm certainly going to be there for the Oregon game this year and, I'll. Uh, definitely gonna make a couple but the interesting thing is you know i'm not 45 minutes from corvallis so i'm very excited to go to uh, corvallis for the first time i don't know when i'll go to eugene i've still like i i just i've been there three or four times and every time has just been a butt kicking and the last time we went was 2014 you know it was the the whatever 30th anniversary of kenny wheaton and they had the throwbacks and Oh, who was their big back that ran was all over Royce us? Yeah, it was per- yes, Royce. It was Royce at the time, and you know it was a whooping. And we're coming out, and I've I've got a million stories about obnoxious, just drunk duck fans, you know, saying everything you can imagine walking out of that stadium. And we're hitting, we're getting close to the truck. And this frat kids just hammered frat kids walking towards me. So I'm like, I'm like bowing up and I'm getting ready. And I'm, you know, you know me, I'm a troll. So I'm waiting for my, I'm thinking about the best comeback I can have in my head. I'm like going through my algorithm and what to say and what to expect. And he comes over to me and he shakes my hand and kind of daps me up and gives me a hug and says, good game, buddy. I've never been so mad in my life. I've never been so angry. I'm like, no, you come over here and tell me I'm a fucking asshole. Like, you, the, his, his like, kindness was the most disrespect I've ever felt in that rivalry. That's the only time I felt like, oh, my God, we're, this is just not a rivalry anymore. This guy feels sorry for me. That was the worst feeling I could ever describe in that rivalry. And I'm really excited to get back to where – I think there's a lot of fun, interesting discourse on Twitter right now. There's a lot of back and forth, and no, it's it's good to be hated. I I definitely I I follow more Duck fans than I care to to mention, but there's definitely a nervousness in the rivalry, and they'll never admit it. But there's definitely a vitriol that hasn't been back in a while, and I'm excited. Absolutely, they
0: they they like to say you know their their favorite is you know oh you know it was twelve in a row and fifteen to the last eighteen, and I'm like, that's true, but. Yeah. even the game yeah and all the college they've won three of the last six we've won three of the last six but the tenor of those three of the three on each side like the the games have been particularly we had the two blowouts the 2016 blowout which was probably my uh, in the last 10 years probably my most worrisome drinking experience i was not too far from the <laughs> duchess but i was watching that with some friends uh a, a buddy of mine has a condo over by U village and we were doing you know Shots for touchdowns, and then with how that game opened, we're like, okay, we're gonna to need to peel this back in a hurry, or we're gonna be in big trouble. <laughs> uh, so it ended up just, being yeah, like a it's sip um, of beer. Like, but that was at like the point where it's like, yeah, it's, we've scored 28 points in 10 minutes. Uh, let's 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 no, clean it off I, a little bit.
6: <laughs> no, I think uh, I think uh, like I said, there's kind of each one. At, I don't know if Oregon's even blown us out. Like the worst loss was. Arguably twenty one, and that was an eight score game. Yeah, not not since not but, uh, since
0: like basically the even the year before twenty fourteen yeah, was the last time yeah. that they really put it. I mean, and during that twelve year stretch, they took us to the woodshed a number of times. Oh, for sure, but not lately. But like you know,
6: I I I, I joke I, I joke around a lot that you know the the goalpost moving moving like either it, it's interesting to watch duck fans <laughs> slowly morph into Washington fans. Because for years history didn't matter. It was only that year. And then as the tide had started to turn, probably about twenty fifteen, then suddenly history mattered more. And now we're to this world where like very specific history matters. And I'm like, y'all pick pick a lane. Because either it all matters or it doesn't. And like I think it's I think it's fun because right now the rivalry's never been more even. I can't think of a stretch of we're going on a decade where they've been one-score games for the most part, and they've been really meaningful. So, no, I'm I'm excited for the future. You know, it's it's bittersweet about the Pac-12, but you know, I'm I'm optimistic for the new opportunities that were for that, sure. coming for ascii football, and with and with DeBoer, it just it can't be brighter. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm ready, and I'll I'll be on Twitter giving a giving ducks out. It's hell. What,
0: it's it's what we do. Um, it's what they do. It's what we do. Um, but it's going to be it's going to open some eyes in, in big 10 land. Like, Oh, there've been a number of jokes about it. And, and I've uh, had some people that, that I've been following and, uh, had discussions with from, from big 10 country for the last few years. And, uh, the joke for me the last couple of weeks is, you know, they're going to have, you know, those that don't know when they discover UW versus UO Twitter, you're like, Oh
6: shit. <laughs> oh yeah. These people it's are it's serious. a whole other animal. Yeah. <laughs> I find Ohio State and Michigan because that's like that's the analog right, but it's not the same. They're they're like two they're both arrogant in their yeah. own ways and watch them go in circles and they've always kind of been good. So that's just this it's a very circular conversation where I think we're with Washington and Oregon, we've both taken turns being the whipping board. Granted, Oregon's been the whipping board whipping boy more than us. We both know what it right. feels like to kind of be like put in a place by the others. So it creates us very, I've always said like duck fans, they all don't want to admit how much they hate us, but it's really clear. And it's the same thing for Husky fans. I think we, there's times we don't want to admit how much it matters beating them, but it It really does. It's just, it's, it feels great being the ducks and I'm looking forward to, to getting up there and seeing it again. So, um, no, I, I think it's great. I, I appreciate yeah. the opportunity, and yeah, yeah, go dogs. dogs! Thanks
2: again for.